0: Hi there, and welcome to the Discovering Alternative Health podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Sansaba. Thank you so much for coming along this journey as we discover as many ways to heal ourselves on our own terms. I recently had a conversation and energy session with a local business owner and energy medicine practitioner, Deb Mills. She is the owner and founder of The Radiant Soul, which is a business based in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Deb offers several types of energy work, Today, we are focusing on something called biofield tuning, which is a type of sound therapy also developed right here in New England. Deb actually spent 30 years as a research scientist or a quote, science geek, as she jokes. But seriously, she may be super smart, but she's so personable, and our conversations have felt like talking to an old friend. Deb's not only brilliant, but she's gifted, kind, and a really genuine soul. During her own healing journey, she was exposed to energy healing, which opened a whole new world up to her and began her now 10 year journey of learning energetic healing practices. She even just finished an advanced practitioner training just before this conversation. So let's get to it. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Deb Mills. Hi Deb, it's great to see you. Hi Lisa, (laughs) how's it going? It's going quite well, thank you. Deb, I'm so excited to have you here. I wanted to kind of run through, tell our audience what you're all about. You have this amazing practice that you're here in New Hampshire called Biofield Tuning and your company's Radiant Soul. And I wanted you to kind of introduce yourself to our audience as to what you do.
1: Right, right. (laughs) I mean, I can tell you in a little nutshell what I do. And then if you want to elaborate on that, we can do that. So um, the things I do in my practice, I have an office in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Um, I also do um, online, you know, sessions as well through through zoom. Um, But I am a Reiki master. I am certified to do crystal healings. Um, I went to a three-year energy medicine school to learn full spectrum healing, which is kind of like uh, Reiki, but it uses more of the chakras and the colors and the vibrations of the chakras, a little more intention in that. And then I'm also certified to do um, biofield tuning, which is um, a huge passion of mine now. Um, so that's, that's the, those are the services that I offer everyone.
0: That is so, that is so interesting. What I'm finding, so do you kind of combine the biofield tuning in with the energy work? Um. So together? some of them,
1: so, you know, Reiki goes well with really any modality. So I, I'll use some Reiki in there. Crystals, I definitely use in biofield tuning. Um, the full spectrum healing is um, kind of a separate thing. I usually don't um combine the biofield tuning with those particular healings.
0: Okay. And just for kind of our audience perspective by a lot of these modalities are kind of new to people. So could you try to go back and tell us what is biofield tuning?
1: Sure, sure. So um, a woman, uh, Eileen McCusick, developed it. So she is up in Vermont. So that's where I did my training. Um, She actually has two books out um, if anybody wants to look her up. One is Tuning the Human Biofield and the other is uh, Electric Body, Electric Health, Um, both really amazing um, informational books, if anybody's interested in learning more about biofield tuning. But what it is, um, what she discovered is, you know, we have an energy field all around us, about five to six feet all around us. It's kind of like a donut, if you could picture that with a a central channel going down the middle. Um, And everything that's ever happened in your life is stored in that energy field. It's like your mind is in the energy field. And let's say you're, you're born and you run on 100% battery, 100% voltage, and you have something happen to you, whether it's repressed uh, emotions, or let's say a car accident or any kind of trauma little bits of your energy, so now you're not at 100% anymore, you're at you know, 98%, that gets stuck out there at the age that it, the particular incident happened. So the outer edge is your birth and gestation, the closest to you is your current age. So you can see that over, over your lifetime, little bits of your energy from this experience and that experience will get stuck out in your energy field. And so you're not running on 100% anymore. And also your energy field is constantly talking back to your physical body. And so when you have these disruptions and these little clusters of energy stuck out there, it talks back to your body. And over time you start feeling dis-ease, whether it's um, emotional stuff like anxiety, um, depression, and then it could be physical things um, with whatever issues you uh, may have um, in your body. So where there's weakness out in the field, there's weakness in your body. So if your right shoulder is aching or your left foot is bothering you or you're getting migraines or you have, um, you know, issues like I was dealing with Crohn's for a very long time. um, And so all those things that are stuck in your energy start showing that in your body. So what I do with the tuning forks is I using that sound and vibration of the tuning forks I come into the energy field looking for feeling for, sensing those disruptions in your energy field that are associated with those things that happened in your life and they can also be these subconscious patterns that we run on as well that we we may not even know. Um, so find those disruptions and the body knows, you know the body is so smart. It can it can self regulate. It just needs the input to say, "Hey, here's a little bit of energy that's out of balance. Let's bring it into balance, bring it back into center, bring it back into flow." And so every time you get a biofield tuning, it's a little bit more. It's like layers, right? We always talk about peeling back those layers. So every time you get a biofield tuning session, it's bringing back more and more of your energy. And what happens is. You start increasing that voltage, increasing your battery. And so you start feeling more resilient. And when you're more resilient, then you can, you can, you have more energy to move forward in life. And then as you do this, and as you work on yourself, you can start seeing um, those, those symptoms, those emotional issues, those physical issues start to resolve. And not only that, but as you work on yourself you're going to start seeing your external starting to shift as well i've heard many of my clients say that they've worked on themselves so much that their relationships and their external starts to shift as well because we're all energy and we're all connected so when we do the work for ourselves it helps other people to shift
0: as well so it's really beautiful that is beautiful Yeah, that is beautiful. I think we tend to think a lot of this energy work is very similar, but we spoke before and as you broke it down, I love how you explain that and we can, we'll kind of go through at some point my session with you. And yeah. I really think that this is so unique and it's different and it's amazing to me to see how different each modality really is. And I guess that kind of circles into how you chose this particular one. How did you even discover this? Right. It's so right.
1: curious. <laughs> so so my background, just so people know where I'm coming from, um, I have 30 years of being a research scientist in um, infectious disease and drug discovery. So I kind of have that, you know, geeky, sciencey, you know, factual, you know, kind of mind. But then um, I mean, if if you want, I can get into a little bit of how I got into like the whole um energy type of thing. Um, sure, I was, so like I said, I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2011. And I ended up in the hospital for a week in 2013. And a woman came in a volunteer to do some Reiki. And I had never experienced that before. I think I had heard about it, but I, I had never experienced it. And she's like, you know, can I just lay my hands on you for, you know, five minutes? Okay, fine. So she does that and doesn't really say much else. (laughs) And she leaves. And my husband says, Oh, how was that? And I said, "Well, I don't know. I said, I think I'm going to cry. And I just started crying. Now, I was always a person who was fine. I was fine, no matter what, I didn't really show my emotions then. And I thought, what is this woman doing to me? Like, what did she do to me in five minutes that I it was I couldn't stop it. It just came. And it was just energy moving through me. And I had some stuck energy that needed to be released. And I had a little bit of a release then. So that just started my journey of what is this? And how do I find out more about this? And then, like I said, all those modalities that I've gotten to do, um, that's just been the process over the last 10 years. And the biofield tuning, a friend of mine actually told me about Eileen's book, her first book. And she's like, Deb, you're going to love this. She's like, it's, all, it's all sciencey. It's, you know, structured and and all of that. And I read the book and I I was hooked and knowing she was just in Vermont, it was easy for me to, you know, travel to Vermont to take the classes. So, um, so I did that and I've been doing uh, biofield tuning since 2019. So, um, it's, it's wonderful. I just finished an advanced practitioner training up in Vermont in September as well. So there's oh, always, exciting. there's
0: always more yeah to learn. Oh, so you kind of can build on to that. Yeah. Yeah. You've I mean, been doing, that's a lot of schooling. Yeah. which I know you're science and geeky, which is <laughs> right, great, and right, I love, right, right. Yeah. It's um, never done. <laughs> being in medicine myself, I think I love information and data, but you're right. There is a point where you almost feel like is this really all there is, I or, or somebody throws something at you and it makes you kind of spin your wheels in another direction to say, wait a minute, that doesn't quite fit into this box I've been kind of working around my whole life.
1: Right. But it
0: is really curious because most often it's kind of met with all the challenges we see patients coming in with and all that stuff. And you're saying, can there be anything else to help people? I think the most fascinating part about a lot of these modalities, yours is they're amazing, where um, it's kind of like painless healing. I think you remind me of a hybrid where people go to talk therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Where you don't necessarily have to talk it out, but.
1: Well, yeah, so you don't have to all of that trauma so it's in your field right and and the way my sessions kind of go like like we did together um you know i come into the field and a lot of it is you know sometimes i'll get ages um emotions will come up but a lot of it like you said is is talking and what a lot of it is visualization and then what does that visualization mean and usually it's relevant to to you, like you would understand that analogy that's coming up and, you know, we just talk about it and just talking about it verbally sheds light on this little darkness or this little distortion that's in your field. And just by talking about it can help bring it into balance. And then you're actually, unlike, you know, talk therapy, you're actually bringing that energy and bringing it back. And you don't, like people do have um, some emotional releases on the table, either on the table or after they go home and they're processing, you know, there is this reintegration and a little bit of detox that can happen after you bring that energy back into flow because it's been out there for so long. Um, But my intention is always with ease and grace, like whatever energy needs to come back that yes, you need to express these emotions. It's healthy to, to do that and get it out, but to do it at the level that you are able to do so in, in this moment, Um yeah. we, it's, really, it's really beautiful. And you also, I wanna mention that sometimes I'm in the field and I'm getting things and I'll ask my client, what are you noticing? And they'll be like, I got nothing Deb, like, no, no visuals, no feeling in my body, no emotions, no thoughts, no nothing. And that's fine because whatever that disruption is, we're going to bring it back into balance and we're going to bring that energy back into flow. And that's, that's what it's doing. So it's beautiful.
0: It is. I think it's beautiful. And I think part of, you know, the talk therapy, I've always feel like talk therapy makes people go through a lot of the full emotional kind of roller coaster and I almost feel felt like no pressure was there to reveal anything that wasn't either comfortable would have gotten released anyway that's the way I felt about it it's a very comfortable feeling to go into a situation where you kind of say wow at the end of this I know I'll have release I will know I'll make progress but I the scary is the unknown of what you'd have to reveal during something. And I feel like maybe people might not go to talk therapy. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but some resistance to that could be somebody not willing to open up to somebody what might come out, even if, the, and suddenly sometimes people say, I don't even know what I don't remember. I don't want mm-hmm. to talk to someone, reveal something that I'm going to never forget. And then you go through that emotional trauma all over again. Mm-hmm. And somehow these are healing, but yet you reveal and say whatever you're comfortable. I love that about the whole thing. Right,
1: right. So you can share as as much or as little as you would like with me, you know? I mean, I'm there to hold that space for you. Um, and as, as open as you are is, you know, how deep you'll go. Um, and I don't think, it, so my intention is always, what your higher self is ready to release, let go, bring back into flow. And so, you know, if you do have some deep trauma, there's layers, right? We talked about those onions, there's layers to things, and you're not going to come into your, I don't believe that you're going to come into, into my session and we're going to like hit that, that one, like horrible thing that happened to you in your life we may hit an aspect of that how did that situation make you feel how did it make you shut down your true self how did it make you act differently than your soul's you know um normal way of expressing itself right so those are all layers to that trauma and so we start working on those things you know so that you can shine brighter and have that that voltage, um, and that resilience, you know, so it's, it's all um, gentle, like I said, there's stuff comes up, you know, as a matter of fact, I had a tuning done on me yesterday, and some quite profound stuff came up, and I had a really big emotional release um, on the table yesterday. And, uh, you know, it was something from you know, my childhood, but it was another layer, but I was ready for that.
0: Yes. That's what I was thinking of. It almost kind of circles back into the question of who would benefit from this or even who would be attracted to this. Cause if somebody's not, let's say, talk about first the mental side or emotional side of it, where if someone says, I'm I'm curious about this, I'd like to Mm -hmm. try this, but Mm -hmm. gosh, I, I want to release some things, but I do know maybe I can remember maybe one or two things in my life that I just don't think I'm ready to let go of. Will that be, is that something that is still a good fit for you and that patient or person, client?
1: Right, right. I mean, I, I trust in the process. I really do. Um, And I trust in everybody's higher self to know what they're ready um, to release and let go Um, you know, so, so the different people that come to see me are people who are stuck, you know, how many of us are just like, oh, I'm just stuck. I don't know. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know how to get out of my way. I don't know what my problem is. Like, I don't understand what's going on. And we can, you know, you can come in and we can, um, sometimes we set an intention if there's something specific that you want to work on if there's a relationship or a health issue or whatever but we still even though we set that intention we always let the higher self choose where we're going to work on the body and in the energy field um and then other people you know i have them come in their first time and they say okay i just want to let you know, my higher self choose, and we just let the pendulum choose what, it's basically what chakra we're going to work on. And then the left and the right sides represent and hold the energy of different issues. Um, so let's just say, for example, your third third chakra, that is your your power center. That's your self-esteem, um, your self-confidence. It's how you put yourself out in the world. And if the pendulum chooses the third chakra and the left side, that holds issues of powerlessness and also your relationship with your mother or mother figure. And then if you, if the pendulum chose the right side, their anger is held there, anger is held in the liver, the gallbladder. And um, then that's father, father side, father figure um, issues can be held there. And then we just come in into the field and usually it's Things that are surrounding that, patterns that are surrounding that, ages where things happened um, will come up around that. And so we can just let the pendulum, we can just let the pendulum choose um, where it's going to, you know, where it's going to work. And then also people who are going through a transition, whether they've just ended a relationship, ended a job, um, you know, wanting to move forward to, You know, branch out and do something different. What can we do in the energy field that's going to help you release and let go of things uh, so you can move forward? Or what energy needs to be brought back to like just give you that oomph and that resilience to move forward? Um, So yeah, so it's it's people like that, and then some people come see me who um, have the anxiety or depression, or they have migraines, um, or they have uh, another illness that they want to set the intention to work on um and i just want to mention like if somebody says deb i have these debilitating migraines you know um, i want to work on those um we may never work on your head right because energetically why are you getting those migraines you know was it is it something in your third chakra is yeah. it something in in your second chakra like you know um so just knowing that things have layers. And, and people usually do sessions, it's not a one and done, right? This is all of our healing. Like you said, I just got a healing yesterday, you know, so I gotta keep up on, on my my healing and and bringing that energy for me back to, you know, raising my my voltage. Um, so usually it's not a, a one and done, you know, like like really most modalities. Um, so people usually do it in like groups of three, you know, so you kind of get into it and then you do another one and it kind of solidifies that. And then you do another one. And then, you know, so you're trying to complete at least a little package of, of whatever that intention was and and what, what that healing is.
0: So, yeah, that that makes sense. Putting it in a, like a package kind of working on things and that, Encircling into the part where you talked about things that we hold energetically in, whether it's the right side or left side of the body. I came into this only knowing more the right side of the body is the male side and the Mm -hmm. left side is female. Mm -hmm. And I, it was really educational for you to kind of break down the the giving, the receiving, and then Mm -hmm. um, kind of whether it's like your knee or something like that, and also the process in the beginning where it was great, where you explained it. And then you, the pendulum, maybe we kind of can get into how that works. So you're, you're kind of like laying on your back and you explained everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you lay
1: on your back and, and I, so, like I said, you know, if we think about the energy field as that donut shape, so think, think of it in that 3d and you, so the, the center of the whole of the donut, is our central channel, and that runs from our crown, or really from our higher self, all the way down um, to Mother Earth, um, and all of our chakras plug into this central channel. So we do work on um, clearing that central channel before we do any of the work in the in the outer field, um, and then really grounding you and connecting you to Mother Earth, really connecting you to your higher self to Source. Um, so after we do those things, then. Um, if we have an intention, we state the intention. Um, if not, we just say, okay, um, you know, where does your higher self want to work today? What are you ready, like I said, to release and let go and bring back? And um, I include the feet and the knees and um, the seven chakras. And so the feet and the knees are about moving forward and you know what's holding you back and moving forward, what are, you, what are you thinking about your decisions moving forward? Are you following your natural inclinations? All of that type of stuff is in the feet and the knees. Um, and so I just hold the pendulum over each of those spots, like the feet and the knees, and for a second all the way up, and I get the pendulum gives me a yes or a no. Um, and then where I get a yes that it should work, then I ask, okay, which side should we work on? The left side, and then I'll get a yes or a no. And then the right side will get a yes or a no. And then that's where we decide, okay, we're going to work on your left foot today, which means moving forward. And what are you feeling stuck in? You're feeling stuck in a toxic situation, relationship, job, you know, anything like that. And then we just come into the field and we just, I just listen and see what comes through. And then you also are, are, noticing what's coming up for you whether it's um so a physical um feeling in your body or color some people see uh, emotions might come up um you know thoughts you could i've had people think of things like from 20 years ago and they're like oh I've, i haven't thought about that in 20 years Okay so just pay attention to it. You may not recognize the connection of that to what we're working on today but maybe in the next few days or week you might have an aha and say oh I know how that situation relates to what we were working on today. So it's very
0: interesting. It is really interesting and I was amazed again how specific it got because it just seems like without knowing the information you talk about, you know, the energy fields and it reminds me of like my analogy and my brain was Um, the rings on a tree of life, but almost, I guess, in reverse, if you're talking younger would be the outer and then Mm -hmm. towards our current age, towards the center. Um, And then it was amazing to me how you could, you kind of came from the outer to inner and you, you touched upon for me some words. I think it was my left knee. I didn't realize again, like you said, how specific, like you said, like the moving forward or right, um, right, fears or things like that, that relate to the energy we hold in certain organs or joints, which is really educational. And I think when you first think of it, you might think it's kind of silly, but when you really sit down and kind of resonate with it, it is p- quite amazing how specific you really got with stuff. And mm-hmm. you could say how old I was, And again, I have this tendency when someone says, you were this old, and then I have to think of the year, and then I can think of the event. (laughs) Right, Um, right, right. I just, that's the way my brain operates. And realize, although we talk about energy fields, that they actually move in and out of our, you call it meridian, I think? Oh, the
1: central channel. Central
0: central channel. Yeah, yeah. And they move in both directions around. And how logical it seemed to actually, like, clear that channel out before you kind of start trying to make everything Move. And I will tell you, since I've met with you, I don't know that I had a giant emotional release. I might have had a little, but what is profound is this time of year, just with the change, I kind of always associate it with the lack of sunshine, the days end earlier. My energy level just kind of tanks. It's like I want to go to bed when the sun goes down, (laughs) I want to have a nap in the afternoon. And I can't believe the energy level that I've had. I feel like I'm it's like 15 years ago. It's kind of wild. Yeah. And, um, and the left
1: knee. So we worked on the left knee. Yes. And that is about moving forward, right? So the knees are more about challenges moving forward. So the left side is more about, you know, like I said, the foot is about what are you feeling stuck in and the left knee is about what attachments do you have? And what do you need to let go of? And so by clearing some of that in your field and bringing that stuck energy back, um, yeah, you feel lighter, you feel brighter. So, right, you have more energy um, because whether you realize it or not, you know, we, we worked on some of those things and we brought that energy back. So, um, and it's cumulative. So, that particular energy that we brought back is not going to go back and get stuck, right? So, it's layers. So, it's every time you get worked on. That same issue may be in your other chakras, showing okay. itself differently. Okay. Right? But what we worked on in that moment for that thing, like that energy, doesn't go back. You're not erasing the experience. You're not, and you're just taking that energy charge away from the experience and bringing that particular energy back into flow. So, yeah, that's great. I'm glad to hear.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it it, it was. Quite amazing, and I'm quite impressed. Um, I was just—I keep taking notes. I think I almost felt like I should have taken a bunch of notes when I was sitting sitting with you, and I wanted—I was just kind of looking through. When you talk about people having sessions, is there any particular rule about like, oh, if you say, well, maybe have three sessions can clear a lot? I'm sure it's—I'm sure it's patient to patient. Um, But in general, would it be, is there a certain timeline that it's more beneficial, like wait two weeks and come back? Or I know with practitioners, it's always different based on uh, obviously a patient's um, situation, but I don't know if there's any like quote unquote rule of thumb, like no extra benefit will apply within a week, two weeks, or I'm not sure. Right. Right. So
1: there is, like I said, processing and integration time. So I, I personally wouldn't want to do one um, c- closer in, than a week. Like a week would be minimum, like, you know, to have that. So people usually do two or three weeks. I have had people who come to me, right? They're in crisis. And so, you know, we do a tuning and then they feel better. And then I don't see them for six months. And then when they come to me again, they're in crisis. So, <laughs> um, and that's just, you know, they, they have to get a little more comfortable with, working on those issues when they're not in crisis, you know, like still continue to working with those, but you know, th- but that's okay. But then um, I have people who um, come, yeah, like every two to three weeks. And, and sometimes the people like to feel if, if they're pretty sensitive with their energy, they can feel they tell me like, okay, Deb, I knew, like, by the end of two weeks, I knew, like, I kind of needed to come again. You know, and I'm like, okay, so I just, I mean, I don't, I don't make a rule. I let people choose, like integrate, keep in touch. Like I usually message people after a session say, you know, how are you feeling? How did you sleep? You know, I don't want people to feel like they're in a funk after, you know, like I'm here to support people um, afterwards. And there's some things that I can do at a distance um, if people are struggling to kind of um, help the energy flow a little bit better and um, I'm totally happy to do that. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably two to three weeks that people come is the average. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: It's, um, you just mentioned you can do this remotely and mm-hmm. I think you offer group sessions too. Can you help like explain how that works? Because in yeah. person, I'll tell you that was quite impressive. <laughs> um, so for one, I'm curious, the remote and then to how a group session might be different remotely than a private session remotely.
1: Sure, sure. So um, I like to tell people that uh, a remote session has nothing to do with like the computer or the phone, you know, it has nothing to do with the technology, although it is great to be able to see uh, people, you know, on on the video, but it's energy right? So we have energy around us. We are connected, even if we're miles and miles apart. If you think of somebody and you're holding that intention of love and sending them love, for sure they're feeling that, right? So when you we make um, an intention that we're going to work together through a Zoom call, there's that energetic connection right there. And so I will put you on my table here your hologram, you know, your energy. And I work just as if you were lying on my table. And you will, you know, lie down on your couch on your bed, however you feel comfortable. And we'll just talk just like we did in your session, we'll do it. And it's it's just as profound over the distance which is beautiful. And that's like the one good thing that came out of COVID is that, you know, this whole zoom thing came out and people started understanding that all of this energy stuff can be done, you know, over just the, the energy waves and the ether, you know? So that's that's beautiful. And then as far as the group stuff goes, so when I do group sessions and I, and I have done them, I started doing them during COVID and what I do is I set the intention for whoever is gathered, where would the best place be to work? So it's kind of like asking our collective higher selves, you know, where should we work today? And I ask the pendulum just like I would for, you know, a single person, and then it chooses left or right side. But I always tell people, so if you're sitting there or lying down in your home, Um, I may come across something in the field um, and you might say, oh, I don't really resonate with that, but your Zoom mate, you know, next to you here on the computer may be like, oh my God, I totally understand. I feel that. And so, and vice versa, right? So you may be feeling something and then your, your Zoom mate might not be feeling that. And then a lot of times I'll have us breathe together because as we breathe, we can help each other move that collective energy. Um, yeah. And then same thing, just move along. And we just, I usually have their audio off. So it's just kind of me talking like we did. Um, what am I feeling? What emotions am I feeling? What patterns are coming up? What visualizations am I getting? And, um, but same thing, bring that energy back and bring it back into flow, just like I would with uh, an individual.
0: Okay. Are so, they, lo- are they the, the same length, like about an hour? Yeah. An hour? Yeah. Okay. About an hour. Yeah. Okay. I usually
1: give an hour and a half because, you know, we talk before and we talk after.
0: So, okay. Yeah. It gives so many options. Um, Covering all the bases, I'm just thinking, is there somebody that might have some type of any, are there any risks to this or anybody that maybe... You might talk to ahead of time and say oh this might not medically medically you might not work or
1: for whatever reason right right so if you have just had a concussion we don't typically work on you we like to give the concussion at least six months before we'll before we'll work on you because there's swelling you know in in the Um, brain and we don't want to be sending you know that vibration so concussions we wait Um, six months and then, then it's fine after that, um, pregnant people, you know, probably okay. But again, I would probably do Reiki instead, you know, something, something gentle, um, you know, using some of the forks directly on the body during pregnancy, not around the baby area could be beautiful. and then like people who have cancer you know there's there's not any studies that say it's bad but we always err on the side of caution and say maybe we shouldn't do it with somebody who has cancer and we absolutely don't want to be taking a tuning fork and putting it directly on the person you know where they're where their cancer is and then um the other one would be like a pacemaker so nowadays the pacemakers are are pretty advanced technology but still we're talking electricity you know vibration yeah. electricity so we tend to just err on the side of caution with all of these things you know um and so we would probably not do it
0: somebody yeah no a pacemaker. i think I think that's all good to know. I think in some level, we don't give it enough credit to how much work energy can do for us. And mm-hmm. maybe there's a lot of resistance to that. I'm sure I do see people changing their tune to these types of energy work. But you're right. Again, I'd almost be curious to try something remotely just to see how, just for my own curiosity to have it, right. to compare it because it right. was so profound Um, in person. And it was, again, extremely educational. I learned a whole lot that I never in my wildest kind of would have pieced together that you could kind of pinpoint and pull all that together in general, so you, when you do the biofield training, you're, you added on the Reiki yourself. It's sort of like, do you call it multimodality? I'm not really sure. Well, yeah.
1: So let's say I have, I find a, a disruption in the field and it's, uh, you know, has a lot of charge, you know, and, and like the tuning fork is not able to progress any further. Right. So I have crystals I can use. I, you know, I can use different forks that I have to try to help soothe that energy bring it back into flow um but sometimes I'll just I'll just do Reiki in the field like over if I if I know there's like this cluster of energy and you know just do Reiki and I usually end my sessions with Reiki anyway um you know like I said I I use crystals too in the in the field with the forks to help bring that energy back into balance sometimes as well too
0: and that was like a learning thing really cool that was really cool um hearing the forks and hearing the sound. And I feel like if I I have this insane curiosity to do it again, to see if I can hear things differently, because I think as we ended, you kind of went up and over and the tuning fork was so high pitched and you said, that's it, that's it. And Mm -hmm. I thought, I I definitely remember it being lower out further, but then my brain was kind of curious of Wow. Would you, if I paid attention to it again Mm -hmm. to see the change and how it kind of ran through things. And I do recall like you hit a snag somewhere and you grabbed this beautiful crystal and it reminded me of like kind of working your way through it with the tuning fork. I mean, I know that's your skill set, and I'm sure it would take forever to explain it, but that was really neat to see all the things that we probably hear, see day to day, whether it's in a store, seeing a crystal or, um, Seeing tuning forks, I've never, you know, and really watching it work to heal. I think the only other time I've seen tuning forks is what for your hearing test. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Right, <laughs> right, right. Clearly. That was um very little info on it. Oh, that was so great. I don't know how detailed you wanted to kind of get into things
1: yeah i think i think that was that was great and i think people are starting to open up a little more to not just you know my modalities that i offer but i think alternative you know, holistic healing in general, um, which is so beautiful to see. And there's so many modalities out there. it's it's amazing. It's so amazing. you know if if people are curious, you know, just they can reach out to me. Um, I do have like free consult calls, and you know, why not? Why not? it's it's not gonna hurt you. Any of these modalities, right? They're all with such loving intention that, you know, if not mine, pick, pick another one and just try it, do it for yourself. This is self-love. This is self-care. You know, this is, I mean, massage is a healing modality as well. And people are readily, you know, like everybody likes to go get a massage now, um, manicures, pedicures, you know, all of that. All these healing modalities are, you know, really important self-care, Yeah, you know, on a deep level.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely concur with that. Again, I see all these catching on really quickly, just for the same attraction that you have such great benefit and outcome with, I don't know how to say maybe, I'd like to say in my case, what feels like minimal emotional investment or risk per Mm se, like Mm -hmm. circling through that. It's just amazing to feel really good physically and emotionally and feel like your head's clear. And I think to some level, you might think you're pretty clear. I actually thought I was pretty clear. (laughs) And then I left and my head felt so clear. I thought, how did I not know um, that I could feel better than that and just didn't have to kind of deal with this seasonal thing. And it's really kind of hung on because it's been a couple of weeks. So I'm super grateful for your super skill set and that you were able to share that with me. And I guarantee I'm going to reach out to you again because I definitely want to do that again. Um, and, oh, I would love to, we'll probably should throw in the show notes, the books that you mentioned. And then do you yes. have anything coming up that you want to share? I'll throw in your website and then anything else that you might throw at me, we can
1: add yes. on to things yeah i mean i'm looking to do some um public talks soon i don't have anything booked yet probably do at some local libraries just because people don't really know what biofield tuning is and they're like oh yeah it's this i'm like no no it's not that or or they hear it's sound healing and they think it's it's bowls, bowls and I don't, right no, I don't I like listening to bowls, but I don't, you know, I it's don't have way... any skill in doing the bowls, you know,
0: <laughs> so I, can, different.
1: I can wield a tuning fork pretty well. So um I think that's my next uh calling is to um, you know, kind of get out there and start educating people about um what I do and and how amazing it is. I'm just so so blessed to be able to do this and and, you know, as far as me, you know, I did quit my full-time job um, a couple of years ago to do this full-time. And I just want people to know, like, I was a doer. I was go, go, go. I was push, push, push until I was exhausted. I was, you know, like all the things that, you know, uh, your childhood molds, you know, like who you are and all of my stuff was like, you you have to achieve in order to, Uh, feel appreciated you know like feel loved and and all of that and so this perfectionism that I had and go 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 and exhaustion and and not showing my emotions and all of that it presented itself as Crohn's for me now I feel like here I am I feel healthier than I have in like 20 to 30 years I'm not on any medicine right now Um, I do take my you know like my herbal supplements and stuff but I feel good physically you know mentally emotionally and I just want people to know like they can they can get there, too. It's it's a journey. So for me, this has been 10 years like that. I've been finally like when I woke up and started working on myself. So it's not it's not a quick thing, but um, slowly, right, slowly, we can feel lighter and brighter and you know, you're here to shine your light. Everybody is special. Everybody's unique and everybody deserves to be happy and healthy. So if I can play a small part in that for somebody, then I'm blessed to do so. So. I'm so
0: glad you found this. And it's humbling. That story is quite amazing because that's a pretty serious condition. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty remarkable that you feel so good and you're touching upon everything I think the whole world is dealing with right now finally recognizing that we need to not hold everything in and find different ways to heal. And this is, this is amazing. Thank you yeah. for sharing your story. Thank you for being so talented and committed. And thank you for letting me in your world and yeah. helping other people learn about this.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for,
0: for having me. And that was my conversation with Deb Mills. Like she said, she is here to help us shine our light in this world. Well, here are some takeaways from our conversation. One, biofield tuning is a type of sound therapy that uses tuning forks and not sound bowls to help clear out the energy field around our physical bodies. Two, this modality can be done in both in person and remotely, which basically makes it super convenient and really eliminates excuses not to attend. Three, we don't even need to be entirely open or convinced of this healing for this modality to have a successful session and in addition our higher selves will know what we are ready to release which seriously takes the pressure off or that's at least the way i felt five deb recommends waiting a few weeks before returning for another session as the results can continue to take effect even days later and who's this for almost anyone really deb's most common clients really says they're just feeling stuck and also If you've never experienced a biofield tuning session before, she does offer group biofield tuning sessions first Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. via Zoom. And on top of that, if you'd like to have a conversation with her, she will offer a free 15-minute phone consultation if you had any further questions that we might not have covered here or wanted to speak privately to her about. We'll put her contact information and website in the show notes. And till next time, stay well.